You are now listening to the hottest station. WDJC-DV. DJ Chase Radio. www.djchaseradio.com. Same resolution, get the money. Ain't where we been, 
this world we gon' be Get ready to hum all lang time Cause a person that know the words is hard to find First soul train line of the year Four, three, two, one Victorious sports critic Brent Reed. everybody and uh, right now in this segment you're going to hear four different interviews by people I had to the, the privilege of interviewing it was truly it was it was awesome it really was I, I couldn't ask for a better experience and I really appreciate all these people they are for I am forever grateful to all of them uh, we now have the official quote unquote PR and sports PR uh, uh, director, person, I don't know, but the, I guess PR, <laughs> per, uh, 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 person relation, no, public relations, excuse me, let's try this again, we, <laughs> we, um, we have the, uh, forget it, let's just scrap it, so the first person we, I interviewed was, uh, J, uh, JQ's, uh, excuse me, 
uh, Jeanette Adams of Q, uh, JQ Sports PR. Uh, and I, you can check it. She'll tell you. You can check it on her stuff as we air the interview right now. So without any hesitation, here it is, the interview. All right, this is Brent Reed, and I'm here with, once again, JQ. Yes, sir. JQ, and uh, we're here at the Hoops and Hip Hop Summit. Uh, JQ just got finished being on the first panel, an excellent panel, by the way, for a few seconds, though. I'm going to once again let her reintroduce herself and what she does, and I just have two questions to ask her, and we're going to go from there, all right? JQ, what do you do again? Yes, I am a sports PR consultant that work with athletes and sport brands with their branding and the marketing. Now, the one cool thing I heard up there is that you did hoop once before. Yes, I did. And yes. I'm going to just take a shot in the dark. Were you a point guard or a center? I was a point guard. You know, I was handling the rock. I figured you know? that. I figured that. <laughs> I was delegating to put people in the right spots, right? <laughs> Making the move. But you also took your shot when the moment was exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. Now, you, you spoke on the, um, the name, image, and likeness thing for athletes, which I personally have always said I don't see how colleges could just cash in mm -hmm. on so much and athletes don't get anything. The only concern I've always had is who should someone, not the colleges, mm -hmm. but like these young kids that get so much money, should someone or should there be like a firm or are there firms that can help teach them manage their money? Because if you gave me at 18, $20,000, I'm blowing that in two mm -hmm. hours, just quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there are some college programs that have programs in-house that educate these athletes athletes with financial literacy but if they choose not to there are firms out there that will assist these athletes because I think it's so important like I said out there to build a team these young kids shouldn't be handling that large a lot large amount of money by themselves so whether that's a financial advisor an agent a manager whoever you feel that you can trust with your money needs to be a part of that team because no matter how young they are they need to make sure they have the right people in place to handle that type of money. Absolutely. I, I think because cause you, you see it in anything, whether it's a child actor, hip hop, whatever, they get the money and it's gone or people take the money from them. Mm -hmm. Now, the last only other question I would have is going forward, because you can see the chaos of starting yes. coaches are bickering between Ooh, each other. Yes. Are we, <laughs> could we see a situation? Because if you have someone like you mm -hmm. who probably started and mm -hmm. then someone like me who enjoyed riding the bench, could that create um, like uh, uh, issues on a team in the pros it's understood there's mm -hmm. LeBron there's everybody else mm -hmm. but in college it's all like we're supposed to be a team do you see an issue with that or is that more of the coach's job to keep everybody in check so let me say this it was an issue before the NIL this is true you had players complain about not getting playing time and you have players that was okay riding the bench I think it's just an excuse uh, why the NIL why uh, athletes shouldn't benefit from the NIL. But yes, I do think the coaches need to step in so they can understand or explain to their players the importance of like, this is your role. You got to know your role, right? Mm -hmm. On a, being on the team. Play your right. part. <laughs> play your part. Play your role. So if you're a starter, this is what comes with, with you being a starter. If you're a bench warmer, that's your, that, you know, that's, that's what your role is. Towel waivers right, too. to congratulate your team members. But again, I'm not coming from the, the, the perspective of NIL money, NIL money, NIL money. You might have a bench warmer that might be a hell of an um, artist, you know, that can sing, that can write, that can design clothes. So, you know, it's just not all about who's, you know, the star quarterback or the star point guard. It's just 
understanding the balance. That makes more sense because they the the idea and not to put it out there, but we understand why they don't really want so many athletes to start getting paid because who it mm-hmm. it'll change so many things. So they use money versus using knowledge. Why this is important. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we're here to yep. learn something today. <laughs> well, JQ, thank you for thank being you. part of the show. You are now officially. Uh, uh, part of Downray Sports Forever, and I appreciate All right, it. Thank you. And we guys. will definitely put your Instagram out there when I edit this later. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You have Bye. a good one. All right. So I really uh, thank you to her again. And uh, that, again, that was pretty awesome. I have to admit, it was uh, my third interview up until that moment. So you can't beat that. Uh, I'm killing time, is actually what I'm doing, guys. I'm trying to pull something up. All right. So again, uh, check out her Instagram at JQ Sports PR. That is JQ Sports PR. And go to her, uh, her followers and subscribers are a lot bigger than mine. So uh, the next person uh, that we had a chance to interview is uh, was. A tennis player at um, North Carolina Central, uh, Hannah Gaines, and I will allow her to tell her story. All right, y'all are good. All right. Hey, this is Brent Reed, Downray Sports. We're back with another interview. And I'll say it just in case she forgets, Valid Victorian of North Carolina Central, uh, former tennis phenom, superstar. Uh, you could describe it how you are, but tell the world who you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Hannah Gaines. I'm from Kernersville, North Carolina, and I was the women's tennis captain for the 21-22 season. Um, I graduated with my degree in biology. I started playing tennis when I was seven, so it's been a 14-year journey, but it was a good one, so I'm happy to see it end the way it did. For uh, athletes such as yourself playing college sports and making, is it balance and especially getting your degree being valid return? So that means your GPA was a lot better than my 2.5. Uh, talk about how important it is to balance schoolwork and trying to be a top, because being a college athlete is huge. Yeah. Now, you could say it just came to you naturally, or you could say like you sweated and you like every uh, final you crammed crazy. Oh, no, it was definitely blood, sweat and tears. But the biggest thing that helped me do what I did was time management and also realizing without having good grades, I could not even play my sport. So you have to stay eligible. And it's like, why not be excellent at everything you do? I'm going to finish up on this because you said something, the time management. I think even as somebody who's 36, time management is huge. Could you speak on like just how to balance that? And did you have like charts? Are you a sticky note person or like how do you manage playing? school and then having friends yeah okay so that's one thing when people think i'm valedictorian they think oh you must have not had a social life you must have been on the court you must have just been in the classroom and it's like no so one way i kept myself really organized um was having a planner and just knowing my weight schedule practice schedule and finding little breaks in between that to do my schoolwork and like one golden rule i had was to get all my homework done before i went out so i wasn't worried about it no stress, stress-free, but all the stuff I needed to do was done before I had fun. Excellent. Was your plan, pr- uh, like, did you have to have a pretty one? Because Allie always makes sure she buys one every year. It has to be pretty. Yes, it had to be cute. Okay. So I used it. My plan is, I'll get that green <laughs> See, thing See, if you get a cute one, then you'll want to use it. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again. Uh, your name one more time? Hannah Gaines. Hannah Gaines. Uh, uh, Valley Victorian, North Carolina. Uh, State University, no, Central University. Yeah, a lot of schools in North Carolina to keep up with. All right, we'll be back with another interview. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Hannah. 
that was pretty cool. I uh, think uh, so. Allie and me were on the way back, and she posed a question to me. She was like, "Why did you ask her about her planner? You won't ask guys about their planner." And I, the reason behind it was mainly because I think it was important that if you, no matter who you are in any form or fashion, you can play sports. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you, you know, you're a girl and, you know, you're a girly girl, but you're not insecure about playing sports because it still kind of has a weird stigma on it. And, you know, you just want to, you know, be yourself. Hey, you can play sports, dominate and be yourself. And I would say, oh, OK, I understand that. So I think that's pretty much what I was uh, going for not trying to like sing her all out or anything because like she's a girl but um the the biggest takeaway i was taking away but i took away from our conversation was you know the balancing sports because it's i think for athletes it's important to hear like as well as your performance on the field your performance in the classroom matters just as much if not more and, you know, the fact she was able to finish top of her class while playing sports, you know, that's huge. And how basically balance, you know, you know, quarterbacking out her time to where everything fit in. So, you know, that's my two cents. Any case, next person up. Uh, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm not even going to say nothing. Here we go. All right, we're back. You know who I am. But we're going to tell you right now, top wide receiver at North Carolina Central. Uh, what was the no jersey number again? Number six. Number six. But he's number one to everybody else. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are. My name is Trey Pratt, number six at uh, North Carolina Central University. You already know Hollywood Pratt. That's what they call me. <laughs> Big OK, chain gleaming already. Y'all know what time it is. Season's going to be great this year. Talk about, real quick, uh, your preparation, because a receiver is huge. Like, some people like to downplay and say you guys are divas and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you can't run the route, you can't get out there, you can't make the catch, no matter how good the quarterback is, correct? Yeah, that's right. And it's like, I'm going to be honest with y'all, like, everybody think every other position hard. Nah, receiver really hard because we got to catch, we got to run, we got to be able to get away from every defender. That means big, small, coming down at you, safety, everything. Sometimes you get double teamed, you don't know how to get through it, but You'll be able to do it if you really like that, like me, you feel me? <laughs> now, with the, the opportunity with the name, image, and likeness and stuff like that, how impactful could that be for you, somebody as yourself? Especially, you already got a, a, a name, you know what I'm saying? Oh, with the Hollywood and all that stuff like that, yeah. something you could transition and turn it into something, getting the knowledge and making something for yourself? Yeah, to be honest, the Hollywood situation, I'm going to tell you all about that one. My coach was the one that really gave it to me, like, last year because he had walked up to me and was like, I'm going to just start calling you Hollywood. I asked him why, but he ain't really tell me. Then he told me one day he was like, he had a guy on his team that was, like, the best person on the team, so he called him Hollywood, and he stuck, it stuck to him. So I guess that's why my name stuck. But I, mean, I don't really be tripping about all that or really had a big head. I just go out there and play ball and call it a day. Have fun with it, right? Yeah. That's what sure. it's all about. All right, well, we're going to be looking for you, and you're officially the wide receiver of Downray Sports. Thanks, man. Yeah, it came this guy star written on him. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I hope him. I really, I don't, I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to watch closely, but I hope he gets some look. You know what I'm saying? I hope somebody is watching and is like, oh, that kid can ball out. And he made it all four years, and I think that's important. So I'm going to pay attention to him, and he is the official wide receiver of Downray Sports. So that I, I really have fun. All right, this last young man. 
is about to start uh, college and um, I thought it was so awesome because he came up to me. I was actually getting ready to leave. Uh, funny enough story, uh, we were we got there on time. We got there and you know I, I really thought it was awesome. I thought and I was like I'm a little tuckered out because I worked the night before and uh, this young man just walked up. I was packing up and he was like, "Hey, um, I hear you do a podcast." And I was like, "He was like." Can I get an interview? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm nobody to turn down interviews. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really had fun uh, interviewing this young man. And uh, his name is Joshua Tyler. And he was amazing to talk to. Uh, super, super polite, super nice. And yeah, I'm going to let you hear it right now. All right. The Notorious One, Brent Reed, back at it again. And right now, we talked to a tennis player. We talked to an entrepreneur. We talked to a star football player. Now we're talking to a freshman basketball player, a point guard, if you will, somebody you don't either set you up or you're going to take you off and take you to the basket. We're talking to Joshua right now. But, Joshua, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where you get ready to go play. What's up, y'all? I'm Joshua Tyler. Um, I'll be a freshman at Lincoln Trail College in Robinson, Illinois. That's coming up here. Uh, going there in August. So. Joshua, you're going to ready to go. You're transitioning from going out of high school, going into college ball. How important is it to continue playing a game? Obviously, you love and like to play. Uh, it's very important. I mean, basketball is everything to me. Uh, I've been playing since I can remember. Really, I had a ball in my hand since I was a kid. So it's real important. I'm just glad that uh, and blessed that I get to play at the next level. Which uh, player in the NBA, if you, because something not everybody's like this. Some people's like, look, I'm my inspiration. But what player do you watch today on TV or in co- or in the pros or in college that you would say, mm, that's a guy I like to mirror my game after, or that's somebody I see myself in? Um, I'd probably either say C.J. McCollum or Kyrie Irving. You know, they both smooth. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Well, Kyrie dribble a lot, but they both smooth. You know what I'm saying? They just get to their spots. They can score. You know, they just all around good basketball players. So I like to uh, try and model my game after them, be versatile, things like that. A lot of JUCO players, they start there, but they want to go to maybe a a, 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 full, a bigger school or something. Do you have ideas or plans of a bigger school you want to go to? Or, hey, I could bust up a JUCO and then just maybe take my game to uh, either overseas or even to the NBA. Yeah, um, I'm, I just want to keep developing, keep moving on to the next level. Um, so wherever wherever the game take me, um, I definitely want to play professionally. But you know, whatever my journey is, I'll embrace it and just keep going with it. That's I think that you summed it up. Like you didn't say like yeah, I, no. You were like, look, I'm gonna keep playing, see how long the game keeps taking me while you're in school. Because I think this is important. Uh, what majors are you are uh, taking right now? Uh, I want to uh, major in communications and broadcasting. Uh, I really, anything sports, anything basketball, I, I'm interested in. So I just want to keep keep myself uh, invested in the game and keep going. That's what's up. That's what. That's how you do it. If you can't play anymore like me, you talk about it all the time. That's what I do. All right, Joshua, tell, thank you so much. Uh, we will be watching you and looking for you because now you're the point guard of Downray Sports. Cool? Thank Thanks, you. man. Appreciate Stay in.
being ahead of the game, I ain't losing it On the track when I dream, I'm pursuing it I thank the Lord for another day I ain't wake up in jail, I ain't in the grave Eating good, healthy, and I'm getting paid I could lose everything but accept my faith You feel me? Get fresh, then I get to it No stressing, it's a lesson, I'ma get through it It's my canvas, I'm the artist that best drew it Is it a test or a blessing? Can I vent to you? That's what it means to me, life Family, love, loyalty, I never held back And I always gave you all of me Time, respect, grind, honesty If I'm not in the room, defend my name If they clowning me Joy, dreams, a chance but with boundaries Born prematurely and drugs is what they found in me Heart, focus, memories, empathy What they will find if they cut me open now to empty me Growth is all I want so I protect my energy And music is my remedy Real spill tendencies, mixing up the synergy with peace, God, serenity Mixing up the synergy with peace, God, serenity They know serenity. how we do when we doing it Keep it cool how we move when we moving it Staying ahead of the game, I ain't losing it I wake up and look around and gave some blessings to earth I kiss my moms on the cheek before I go and do dirt We got one life to live, too many roads to choose It's three strikes, you're out, there's no breaking the rules As a kid, I'm watching BET, that shit was just a dream to me I grew into a man, so I tell you what it means to me Morals, character, you gotta have discipline The secrets in this lies, now you tell me what the difference is Opinions and facts get lost in Translation muddled in the fact we can't talk without hatred, pain, patience, lessons from an open pony. Look into my eyes, life is crazy. Get a stony brook. We do when we doing it, keep it cool how we move when we moving it. Staying ahead of the game, I ain't losing it. On the track when I dream, I'm pursuing it. They know how we do when we doing it, keep it cool how we move when we moving it. Staying ahead of the game, I ain't losing it. On the track when I dream, I'm pursuing it. Pursuing it. my show before and you know me I have strong opinions on a lot of things and I've had strong opinions about LeBron James in the past and a lot of that had to do with his play on the court I think off the court LeBron is one of you know he's he does a lot especially for people in general um, I, I'm starting to get tired of like the people of his community. Everybody's in my community. Like I'm getting to that point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, everybody's in my community. But he does so much for um, people in general. You know what I'm saying? And stuff that we don't hear about. I'm sure he does. Now, if we find out later, like LeBron goes into a closet and like beats up small kids, that you know. Let's ask ourselves what the kid do. <laughs> um. A lot of athletes we've seen, 
you know, in the past, we we tend to, de- you know, we demonize so many of them because they may express their opinion on the issue of a team. You know, Terrell Owens, oh, he's a team killer, Skip Bayless used to say, because T.O. thought his quarterback should have gave him the ball more. I never thought that was anything wrong. He demanded more of himself, so he demanded more of his team. Uh, then you have someone like a Colin Cabinet who took a knee. He did become a distraction, but ultimately he paid the ultimate cost for drawing attention to uh, uh, real-world issues. So he didn't get to, you know, now he's saying he wants to be a backup. Man needs work. <laughs> That's what that tells me. If you... Let me not play around with this. Kyrie Irving gets under my skin. Not because on the court, he's a great basketball player. Great. One of the best... It, I got into a Twitter conversation with a guy, and he, you know, Stephen A. Smith had uh, put up, I can't get comfortable, Stephen A. Smith had put up a list of players he said had the most pressure on. I said one of the players is Kyrie Irving, and then some guys are like, how does he have pressure? Well, because he's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving hasn't won anything without LeBron James, period. Let me be very clear. Now, with that being said, if tomorrow the NBA said we're going to turn into tennis and golf where individual players, you it's going to be one-on-one. The NBA now will be all one-on-one and, you know, no more team. Kyrie Irving would be the best player in the, in the world. If they had Masters, he'd be the best. So, <laughs> like, he would win. Nobody, I don't think, beats him in a one-on-one. Team-wise, he's the worst. He, he's done nothing. We forget the, the three years he spent in Cleveland, they won jack squat. We forget when he got to Boston, he pretty much almost destroyed that whole team and what they were putting together. And in Brooklyn, without Kevin Durant, the team barely made it to the playoffs in the bubble. Now, this whole year has been one thing after another. And this nonsense about like him... You know, people say he's so smart. Anybody that says the world is flat, to me, is not smart. Now, if he's recanted that, fine, I'll forgive him. But the fact that a guy who attended Duke and has a high school education was like, yeah, I think the world is flat. No, that that's not an educated statement. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been refuted. More people, it's not the case, <laughs> right? It's not the case. I can't go out and just start saying wild outlandish stuff like, you know, cars don't run on gas. You know, not the Tesla. So before you come up, like, what about Tesla? Calm down. But if I just start all of a sudden like, you know, you don't need wheels to drive a car. You don't realistically, but you won't go far. <laughs> you get what I mean? So Kyrie Irving is become, you know, so what, what, what was the final straw for me was the game in Boston and again, not on the court, but off the court. Fans are yelling at him. They sound all kind of... Boston fans have been notoriously known for saying the craziest stuff. It ain't going to change. Because you caught a fit, it ain't going to change. Not to mention, the show is about being a fan. The, the sports show for fans, right? Fans pay money. I, fans pay good money. They can't go on the court and touch you. They can't go on. They shouldn't spit on you. They shouldn't throw things at you. Anything that causes harm, bodily harm, and be clear, you got to be careful with your words, bodily harm 
is uh, is known not supposed to be done. People who do it, they get reprimanded. They yelling at you and calling and saying the f word to you. That's life, bro. You could be walking down the street, and that's gonna happen. You're the enemy. You're playing a Boston team. You're playing out of New York, and you left Boston and went to New York. Whether it's the Knicks or the Nets, still New York, and there's no love loss in Boston for any team out of New York. Any. His actions and other athletes like that need to remember. Need to remember. You are bigger than a guy playing a pickup basketball game up the street. You're watched. You're idolized by, I hate to sound like uh, a suburban mom, but you're idolized by kids around the world. And now you're telling the generation of kids that when somebody just starts jaw-jabbing at you or talking smack, it's okay for you basically to just, there's a, he flicks off the fans, that's number one. And then the other thing was, he's walking through the tunnel after the loss and he yells out, you can, you know, you can blah blah blah. Uh, you go look it up. But it's a family show unless I have a host and then they seem not to care. But it's a family show. Um, unless I have a guest, excuse me. But you can't, like, you got to say to yourself at the end of the day, like, when I go to work at my job, I get talked down to by some of the worst people on the planet. I can't respond. I just can't. I lose my job. That's just, like, that's the unwritten, like, it's understood. You're on that court. You're, 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 the lights are the brightest. You, the, the whole point of a professional athlete, a professional actor, a professional singer is you knew, you know, when you put yourself out there, people are going to say stuff back. That just comes with the territory. It's always been the case. I do downright sports. If somebody got on Facebook Live right now and wrote, you suck, guess what? It's just how it goes. Once you decide, once you take yourself out of the private life and you put yourself out there for everyone to see, Kardashian-wise, you now are putting yourself in a position for criticism. You're putting yourself in a position to be uh, 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 disrespected. It's just how it goes. I don't I don't make the rules. And for you to think, or anyone to think, people who pay a lot of money, a basketball game, an average, in fact, let me get this right before I just, like, the average, I don't know why I hit Google when I was in Google, average NBA ticket prices for the playoffs. Uh, Google, I expect you to know what I'm saying. Here Average NBA ticket prices start at $675. $675 to go to an NBA playoff game. And if you take a family, I'm going to let you do the math. I'll be, be damned. After Somebody's just going to be like, yeah, you can't you just sit there and shut up? Nah, bro. You need to eat that. And I'm glad he got fined his little $50,000, which he'll eat. He bought a pair of shoes that probably cost as much as that. But it means, like, the sensitivity level on some of these players is getting absurd. Like, 
this they 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 want to say whatever they want, but then when you say something back, it's like why do you why you say shut up, like bam up. It is what it is, like bro. They said it. The game's over. Go home. Go home. Bill Russell, Jackie Robinson. It's Bill funny. Russell played for the Boston Celtics in the NBA between 1956 and 1968. Hey Siri, off. Thank you though. There's nothing to stop here. <laughs> That's the greatest thing that ever happened on this show. <laughs> I, I should end this segment here. I was gonna end this segment. I'm not. That's the greatest thing that ever happened on this show. I swear to you, it is. <laughs> Just the best. Bill Russell and Jackie Robinson. Two men. Two men. All right? And I'm going to wrap it up here. Jackie Robinson breaks the color barrier. Bill Russell played in Boston as a black man. Later become the head coach, became the head coach of the team. The stuff that was said to them and done to them. You're complaining about some failing gentlemen that you. Jackie Robinson couldn't even change in the locker room when they played in Florida with his team. He couldn't eat in the same restaurants with his team. He couldn't stay. When they went to go stay in Philly for the first time, the hotel in Philadelphia would not let them stay there because of Jackie Robinson. And you, sir, are hurt because some fans said F you and you suck? Bruh, first of all, you know you don't suck. That's number one. And number two, calm down. There have been players, players before you, treated way worse than you. Way worse. And the way you were treated, there's no excuse for that kind of language. But at the same time, it happens. When somebody cuts you off on the highway, they say some crazy stuff. You two want to kept you two feel that, you know, the world is coming to an end? Stop. Play the game. Talk about the game. You all, all you athletes say the same thing. I just want to focus on the game. Then focus on the game. When somebody asks you a question, how'd you feel about that? You can say, I didn't feel good about it. I, I, I felt bad. You know, or the way I shut them up, I dropped 40 points. And leave it at that. My mom used to say, you know, the best way to shut somebody up, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. I would have said, my answer would have been, when they said some nasty, crazy thing, I'd have asked my cell phone to show my bank account. That's what I would have did. Not my bank account, but your bank account. You know what I'm saying. Hey, Darren.
keys, you got what I need Baby, don't be playing when you got me saying please Come for me I can feel it in my body, you the one for me I can hear you when you say you want a son for me Get some house cleaning stuff out the way. Uh, listen to Downright Sports on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, just to name a few. Uh, you can listen to Downright Sports, all new episodes on DJ Chase Radio. <laughs> go to DJ Chase Radio. Uh, you can go to live365.com slash DJ Chase Radio to hear um, all latest music, some of the biggest music from independent artists. It's a place where you can be creative, so go check it out there. Uh, on Thursdays at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B. You can listen to Downray Sports there. Um, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on Fab 94.5 The Hits. Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Trap Radar Radio. And now Sundays at 1 o'clock on She Real Radio. So, just some places. Check out Downray Sports' Instagram, Downray Sports TikTok, Downray Sports at Facebook. Go to my Twitter at BrentReed18 and subscribe and like at our YouTube channel at Downray Sports. Uh, so, for the last six years, uh, so to give you a little backstory, about six, seven years ago, DJ Chase uh, called me and was like, uh, I don't know what's going on in sports. I want you to do a show. I did down, I started Downray Sports in 2008. 2009, 2008, 2008, 2009, uh, 2008, I started Downright Sports in New York, uh, we, <clears throat> on a different station, and I did it probably about six months before the station kind of just lost whatever it was doing, and the show was gone, I didn't do the show anymore, I, um, always kind of had a desire to want to keep doing the show, and I just didn't do it. And um, I used to do downright sports in so many different ways. So in the early days of Facebook, I created a downright sports Facebook group on my old Facebook profile, and I would write articles. Well, I would write editorials or um, paragraphs of different topics and different things like that, and I would email. I would send it out to everybody and some people read it some didn't no big deal and I always was trying to find a way to get this you know downright sports thing going I wanted to make a website but I didn't have the money um, nor did I know how to make a website uh, but when uh, DJ Chase came to me about seven years ago and said you want to do a podcast and I said sure and the original way you can hear the show 
uh, was on SoundCloud. And then um, the show only was on Apple Podcasts. And then it was it kind of just grew from there. It went from Apple Podcasts. It went to um, Google Play. It went to um, different outlets. And the next place the show got picked up, the, the next place the show was picked up was on DynastyRadioNY.com by Kim. Um, I call it Kim Dynasty. I want to say that's, I don't think that's her name. But I want to say Kim Dynasty was nice enough to um, put my show on the air. And uh, I couldn't be more great, like <laughs> her putting the show on. And it was, the show was picked up on that station because uh, Chase was on the station. And um, I got to go on there and just let you know it was, you know, I'm still on there and I'm happy to be on there. And as long as she has me, I don't want to go anywhere. And then from there, different places. At one point, Downright Sports was on in Toronto, you know. <laughs> and um, the show has grown. Uh, it was a YouTube show. That I used to do in Farmville, Virginia, and then later started doing in Lynchburg. It was it, that's actually how the podcast got started. I'm all over the place. I originally did it strictly as a YouTube show. It would be ten, it would be 15, 20 minutes tops. Uh, I would try to. The idea was to try to educate. And when it became a podcast, I started doing a podcast called I'm Just Talking. And the idea was for me just to have an outlet for me to talk about stuff that wasn't sports related. But of course, ultimately, I just started talking sports because I wanted to stay away from a lot of topics that I didn't want to uh, deal with because I didn't want to alienate anybody. But I, I've been I've been blessed. Now, some people may go... Well, you're not on ESPN, you're not on Fox, you're not getting paid by it. But I got into doing this to get paid, and I have been paid. Not, you know, I and it's it's in different ways. This show has survived um, because I it, beyond enjoy it. I love it. I love it so much, and I'm so fortunate. That my time in Virginia, I've got to do this show. And I'm really fortunate that when I met Allie and we got together and I tore my Achilles, she allowed me to keep doing the show in her apartment when we first got together. We weren't together for any more than four or five months when I tore my Achilles. And I was like, dang, how am I going to do my show? She's like, you do it here. And then when I started doing in if you go back and listen to early episodes of the show, I'm not as myself on those shows because I didn't know what I should be. I was worried about what to say. I was worried about offending or whatever. And um, I one day told, she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't want to yell. I'm in your apartment. And she was like, don't worry about the neighbors. And the thing she said to me was, "You, when you're doing a show, act like you're talking to me. So if anybody knows, every time I'm doing the show, I'm talking to her. Like, that's how I do the show. Because she doesn't watch sports. <laughs> and I find it, she knows I'm a big nerd and I get excited when I want to tell her something that's, 
you know, sports related or Marvel related or something like that. And uh, what's really fun is her and her friend Heather, who does, if you're still in Lynchburg, you know, you need to hit her up. She um, paints and those paint parties, painting and drinking parties and stuff like that. But they joke and say, oh, he's talking sports ball. And if you ever heard me say that, that's from them, the sports ball thing. Um, there are a list of people um, that keep listening because the show isn't going anywhere. But there are so many people that I just want to say thank you to. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's so cool when I turn this microphone on and start talking. I think it's the most freeing thing I've ever got to do. Um, to just there, there are reasons why I don't touch certain topics, but there are also reasons why sometimes I feel the need I need to touch a certain topic, like when I would address Colin Kaepernick or where I would address, um, you know, the lack of maybe black players or something like that, and. It's ultimately because my audience, as small as it is, it's a diverse audience. I don't have an audience of just strictly men. I don't have an audience of strictly women. My audience is not strictly black. For those of you who have never seen my face before, I'm actually black. <laughs> but um, my show is a little bit of everybody. And I like to believe that while listening to my show for an hour or even if you listen to it for 15 or 10 minutes, however long you listen to it, you don't have to think about whatever the heck is going on in the world. You get to just veg out and listen to the ramblings of a madman to steal that line from Speed. Um, Nora Patson um, is the mother of Jalen Patson, who I had the privilege of coaching, the husband of David Patson, and she has been a huge fan of this show and whatever I post she likes whatever I put up she's watches and stuff like that um, my buddy my best friend in the world my brother Tim Woodson his mother Mrs. Ella <laughs> you know she tunes in likes and so many people tune in and like and I want to tell you guys thank you um, you know I'll be back in Virginia to come visit but the fact that I'm moving is I never thought I'd be moving back home. As The Rock once said, Finally, The Rock has come back home. Like, I think that's weird. I, don't, I never thought that I would be going home. I always, I kind of thought I'd be in Virginia forever. Um, little side note, when I was a kid, I had a, I fantasized that I would live in New York until I was about 40, and then I would pony up and buy a house in Virginia, and it would be a fat crib and all this stuff, but it maybe it's going backwards. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to take this new journey with Al, with Allie. Um, honestly, not sure this happens if she's not around. <laughs> not sure I'm still doing downright sports if she's not around. She's been, for somebody that honestly could care less about what the Yankees or Brooklyn or uh, Green Bay Packers or the Rams do, she has been the, one of the biggest fans of this show. Um, I never asked her to do anything. In fact, that, if you're watching on Facebook, um, this 
logo, this poster here, she hand drew this. Um, she did. And if you ever see on Instagram the logo for the show, she got that. She made that. And this was, she made this. And I gave her the idea what I wanted and she made it. And to her, it's, I mean, I will keep this thing until I die. I want to be buried with it. Because even if the show is not going on, this to me is the greatest thing ever because I, you know, it's funny. And I'll wrap it up here, all right? I'm going to wrap it up. I saw this video on, of all places, TikTok. And <laughs> it was like, you ask God for this. He gives you, you ask God for something, he gives you a challenge. You ask him for money and he gives you obstacles. You ask him for love and he gives you people that you need to take care of. And that's kind of sums up my life. I ask for something. I got to go through a world of hell to get it. But when I get it, I appreciate it. Uh, my equipment is old. It's ratty. If you can see how I'm set up, uh, it's actually, you'd be like, what? Uh, so, last thing, when I had the privilege of doing a Hip Hop and Hoops conference, I was the only, I was one of like, I was I was the only vendor there. All right. I, I had my podcast set up and people looked at my setup and they just assumed like, this guy's got, you know, no nothing. That conference was one of the best days of my life. Uh, I, people had to use my ring light. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had my boom, I had my uh, my microphone for the shirt for people to interview, and the interviews came out good, and I got a good reaction from it. But for those of you that may be trying to do something, for those of you chasing something, it doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about how it looks in the beginning. You can fix it up. Go back and go to YouTube, Downray Sports, and watch my early shows and look at the background then and look at the background now. All right? It's not about, it's, it's, you, uh, anything you want to do. Some, uh, Denzel said, goal, uh, dreams without goals are just dreams. All right? So, what you want to do is, if you, like, you know, set yourself what you want to do, whatever it is, you know, chase it. Go do it and, you know, don't look for anyone else to give you that seal of approval because people will crap on you. Know I mean, people ask me, why? Why do you do a podcast? Ew, you do a podcast? Or they'll look me in the face and say, oh, it's cool, and then talk about me behind my back. I welcome it. I gave myself the, the nickname the Notorious Sports Critic because I thought it was a cool nickname and Al said, you don't want to be notorious. That's that's not a good thing. I was like, oh, no. It's good to me. So, I, um, so Virginia, thank you for the last 11 years I've been here. 10 years, something like that. Uh, no, it's been like 11 years. 11 years. 11, 13, something like that. I came back 2010. So, that's how long it's been. Um, I've had a lot of fun. I've made movies while being in Virginia. I've got to coach. While being in Virginia, um, I've worked in some, I've met some incredible people. Uh, Dave Beam, Josiah Ayos, Preston Stewart, Chelsea Stewart, uh, Noah Baker, Lolly Baker. Um, I'm sure I'm missing people. Uh, Antoine, Victoria, Eric, Karan, all those guys. Um, you guys have been awesome. And then I got to meet the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, with Allie Lane. So, um, love you, kiddo. And I'll see you in a few minutes. Hopefully, my pork chops are ready. <laughs> Any case, thank you all. I went over my time. Um, 
Downright Sports will be back in its new home and new location August 30th. I'm going. We're going to be back north. We're going to have a new up north field. The attitude's going to change. Everything's going to change. It's going to be pizza and bagels on tap. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have coffee all day. I'm going to eat some hot dogs. You hear all of it. You hear it now, right? You hear it? Anyway, as always, listen. World's nuts. All right? But how do you make it sane is you remember the, the, the easiest rule of all. Just be a human being and treat people with respect. Um... When we when they all put dirt on us, we're not a we're not left, we're not right, we're center, and we're dead, <laughs> right? We all gonna end up six feet. We're all gonna end up with our eyes closed. So, just you know, it's much easier to give people. It's much easier to help earn respect. It's much easier to give respect. It's much easier to love. When I, I turned thirty six, jeez, uh, I turned thirty six a month ago, and my new thing was I'm just, all I want to do is just help spread love. I just want to give positive. I'm going to still rant, I'm going to still complain, I'm going to still bellyache, but at the end of it all, I want to just make people feel loved. You know, I think that's important cuz we're in such a weird ugly place. So, um as always, deuces.
Dowry Sports will return in 2023.